What is up, guys, and welcome back to another edition of the MASL Beat. I'm your host, Jeremy Rika, and I cannot tell you how good it is to be back with you guys. I'm so sorry that I was away for so long. Um, For those of you that don't know, I'm not going to sugarcoat things. I've been pretty sick as of late, so I haven't been able to keep up with this podcast or the YouTube channel for as much as I would like to. And to be honest with you, that absolutely kills me because for those of you that do know me and those of you that do know my character, I love doing what I do. So to not be able to do that, it's just tough. It's just tough. And the fact that I'm able to record this episode and bring this to you guys is an absolute blessing because it's a good day and I'll take any of the good days that I can get. Um, It's going to be a long road to recovery, but I can promise you one thing on the good days that I do have. I will bring I will be bringing you episodes of this podcast. I'm not going to bring episodes of the YouTube channel quite yet just because my skin color is still yellow because of the liver levels. I'm going to wait till that goes down. But the nice thing about the podcast is that I'm able to just do it by voice. So I promise you on the good days I will be bringing you episodes of the podcast and I thank you all for your love and support. It means so much to me and you I can't even begin to tell you how much of a difference your positivity has made in this time of you know, just getting through things and so for that I just thank you guys so much. So Switching gears, this is what we're going to do tonight. We're going to continue our preview of the Eastern Conference. We only have four teams left, believe it or not. So um, we only have Harrisburg, Mississauga, Rochester, and Florida left. After that, we'll be done with the Eastern Conference, and we can move on to the Western Conference and... So tonight we're going to talk about Mississauga and Harrisburg. And I don't want to spend too much time on that because um, I want to talk a little bit about the schedule and how I think that's going to shape out and a couple of the interesting things that I see. Um, If this episode gets 10 plays, I will probably bring a bonus episode of what I think about the schedule because I think a lot of people are quite intrigued about the schedule. There's things that I know that I can't divulge yet because, you know, it's just not out yet, so I'm not going to say anything. But, you know, when you know people in the industry, you kind of figure things out along the way, and I've been lucky enough to figure some things out, but I can't really say where they are yet, unfortunately, but 
stay tuned. It will be released sometime soon, I would presume. I don't know when, but just stay tuned and you'll figure out what I know. And we'll definitely talk about it when it comes to fruition. But in the meantime, let's talk about Harrisburg and Mississauga. Now, if you look at Harrisburg, they weren't a great team last year. They weren't a bad team. I mean, obviously, they won games that I thought they definitely should not have. If you would have told me that they would have beat Milwaukee, yeah, I, I don't think I would have believed it, but they did. And, you know... Again, on paper, this is a team that finished 11-13. and 13. I mean, it's not a terrible record. But it was the second worst in the division. And now that we're going to two different conferences, it really begs the question of, are they going to have enough talent in Harrisburg to really compete for a playoff spot and to really compete for a chance to win a title. And the fact is, I don't know. I I have no idea. Do I want to see them succeed? Absolutely. I want them to be extremely successful. Do I think it's going to be difficult for them with having to face a lot of teams in the division that have, quite frankly, more talent on their roster than what Harrisburg has? Yeah, absolutely. Do I think that Pat Healy did a great job in Harrisburg last year? Yes, absolutely. But I, I just don't think they have what it takes to compete with everybody in the single division. I mean, you're talking the Milwaukee's, the Baltimore's, the Utica FC's, the Kansas City's, the St. Louis's. And I mean, here's the thing. You look at a team like St. Louis, I said it before, I'll say it again. I, I think St. Louis is a playoff team this year. I really do, and people look at me when I say that sometimes, and they're like, what are you talking about? No, I I truly believe that Everton has done such a great job in St. Louis, and I, I think he's just a couple puzzle pieces away from putting a good team, a, not just a good team, but a playoff caliber team, on the field. Will it happen next year? Yeah, I I truly think it will. He has some challenges ahead of him, but I think, you know, losing a couple guys and, you know, not just any guys, but guys that were true contributors to the team, yeah, it's going to make Everton's job a little bit more difficult. But if Everton has proved anything during his time as head coach in St. Louis, it's that he knows how to bring in people that 
can produce on the field. And I don't think next year is going to be any different. I think that they will be a playoff team next year. And that's why when I say, you know, you look at the talent that Harrisburg has on the field, and I just, I I don't think that it, it just is able to compete with every other team in that division. And this is a team that, quite frankly, I feel bad for it because they do have good players on their squad. And they they have brought in a couple guys that I think will make a difference. But again, is it going to make enough of a difference? Because we all know that it's a long MAS offseason. But if you're not able to put the pieces together, we all know what happens. You're not going to be successful. I mean, if you look at last year, and I hate to bring this up because of my buddy Matt, but if you look at what Utica did in the playoffs, I thought they were going to beat Baltimore in the playoffs. They didn't. I thought Utica was the better team. But they lost. And that just goes to show you anything could happen in the MASL. And you know what? When you think you know what's going to happen, that's when you need to stop. Because the minute you think you know, that's when you just need to take a step back and say, listen, you know what? I realized that I don't know as much as I thought I did. And I hate to say that. I really do. But it's true. It's true. Because, again, if you would have said to me that Monterey was going to meet San Diego, I wouldn't have believed you. If you would have said to me that Utica was going to lose to Baltimore, I wouldn't have believed you. But again, that just goes to show you, you don't know what's going to happen in this league. Which brings me to my next point. For as much as I don't think that Harrisburg is going to make a deep run, and I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, I think the thing that Danny Kelly needs to... Excuse me, not Danny Kelly... Pat Healy needs to do is he needs to just take it step by step. He just needs to say, okay, we finished at 11 and 13. Let's make it a little better. At the very least, let's finish 500. And if we can finish 500, then we go on to the next season and so on and so forth. Do I think that Pat Healy has what it takes to build the championship team? Yeah, absolutely I do, because he played in Baltimore. He was around Danny Kelly. Anytime you're around somebody like Danny and you're able to learn from a guy like Danny, you're going to do some big things. And I think he will do some big things in Harrisburg, but I don't think it's 
there yet. And so for that reason, I just don't think Harrisburg has what it takes to make a playoff run. I would like to see them finish at least 500. Do I think that will happen? No, I don't. Because, you know, again, when you're facing all these teams in this division, it's going to make it extremely difficult to be competitive in this division, especially when you don't have the high caliber talent. They have a lot of young guys, but it's it's just not going to be enough, in my opinion. Do I think they finished last in, in the conference? No, I don't. I don't think they finished last. I think Mississauga is going to be at the bottom of the division again. And I again I hate to I sincerely hate to pick on anybody in the division. It's not my goal. I'm just giving you predictions on what I think is going to happen. And you take a look at, at a group in Mississauga that, you know, they finished 4-20. They reminded me a lot of St. Louis a couple years ago when they finished 1-19, but they had the pieces to do well. They just were not able to put it all together. And that's kind of what it reminds me of in Mississauga, you finished 4-20, but you know what? You have the puzzle pieces to really do something good. And the fact that they were able to do that, it didn't necessarily surprise me. Because, you know, you look at, you look at their squad, most of them were fairly new to the game, so they were still learning the game. Most of them never played together, so they weren't familiar with each other. But they put in some good showings. I mean, come on, they almost beat Baltimore. In fact, they probably should have beat Baltimore. And yeah, I know what people are going to say, well, that's only one game. Well, yeah, it is, but think about what beating a team like Baltimore does for your psyche as a group. And, you know, you look at it, they had a change in coaching staff in the middle of the season, and that that's never easy to do as a soccer team. You know, as players, it's never easy for them to start out with one coach and then... You don't have to go on to another coach because each coach has a different way of thinking. And when you're dealing with players that have to adapt to your coaching style, yeah, it's going to be difficult for them. And so hopefully they are able to improve on their record. I mean, on paper, do I think they should have a lot more than four wins next season? Yeah. Absolutely I do. Absolutely. 
uh, I truly think that it's remarkable that they only came up with four wins last season because, again, they were able to put pieces together at times during the course of the season. And, okay, yeah, sure, you only had four wins, but you played good soccer at times. Unfortunately, they were just not able to put everything together. And that was the unfortunate for them because they had a good squad. They really did. They had guys that were able to put the ball in the back of the net, but they were just too inconsistent during the course of the year. And anytime that happens, it makes it difficult because when you know that you have the talent, but you're just not putting it together, trust me, as a soccer coach, I know how that is. I know how that is. I know that it's difficult as a soccer coach to have a a squad that doesn't do what I think they're capable of doing. And so for Mississauga, a team that I thought could do quite well, even though they were an expensive team, for them to finish where they did, it was just really surprising. Do I think that they'll do better next year? Yeah, I, I do, at least I hope so. Do I think they're a playoff team? No, absolutely not. I, they just, again, they're similar to Harrisburg in the sense that, you know, they just don't have the talent to put it all together. And, you know, when you don't have the talent to put it all together, I mean, it's hard enough when you have four or five teams in the division, but now you're moving to two different conferences. And now you have every good team on your, in your conference that's trying to beat you. So does Mississauga have what it takes to beat Baltimore? Does Mississauga have what it takes to beat St. Louis and to beat Milwaukee and to beat Florida? No, I I don't think they do. But do I think that they will have more than four wins next season? Yeah. I do. I would like to see, purely from my own standpoint, I would like to see them at least have seven, eight, maybe ten wins on the year, but that could be being a little optimistic, and I know that. And, you know, again, I cannot stress this enough. It's one of those things that when they don't have the talent to keep up with the Milwaukee's and the Baltimore's and the Utica's, it's very similar to the situation in Harrisburg. Do I think they'll improve their record? 
Absolutely. Do I think they'll make the playoffs? Absolutely not. Uh, I I just don't think they have the quality. Now, most of their team is coming back next year. So, hopefully they have another season together and they really start to gel together and you see the results. But I think this is a league where it takes time to get to know each other. It takes time to gel with one another. I mean, that's what makes a team like Milwaukee so successful. Because you look at a team like Milwaukee and most of these guys have been playing together for years and it, it shows on the field, just as it does when you haven't played together. So, you know, do I think Mississauga has work to do? Yeah. Do I think that they are going to make the playoffs? No. Do I think they have the possibility of improving the record? Yeah, I do. Because, again, I think there's quality there, but I don't think... It's enough to get them where they want to go. Now, obviously, you ask the players and the coaches, they'll all tell you a different story because, let's be honest, what coach is going to say, no, we're not going to make the playoffs? They know that. They, they know that. They're not stupid. They know that they don't have what it takes to make the playoffs. They know that it's going to take time to get where they want to go. They know that. It's not a secret. Harrisburg and Mississauga are in the same boat. And I I said that from the very beginning. I said, you know what? Here's the thing. These are two very similar teams where you have to walk before you run. And you know, I think it's going to be an uphill battle for both of these teams when, you know, you just don't have the the tools that you need to instantly be successful. And so for me, it was one of those things that I look at it as, okay, again, let's build. Let's build our squads. And let's take it one step at a time. Let's not worry about making the playoffs. Let's go from 4-20 to a 10-win season or a 9-win season. Let's increase our wins by at least 5. And same goes for Harrisburg. You know, let's, let's just get to 500. So that's what I think about the, these two teams. There you have it. We're done with another two teams in the Eastern Conference. We have two more to go. We have Rochester and we have Florida. And here's my thing. I told you I wanted to spend a few minutes about talking about the schedule, and I do. And one of the things that I find really interesting is going to happen in San Diego because you look at it from two ways. You look at it from 
Okay, they say both Baltimore and Milwaukee this season. That's huge for San Diego. Because I think both Baltimore and Milwaukee can beat San Diego. And I hate to say it, but you know what? That's going to matter come playoff time. Because we all know that San Diego is going to be in the playoffs. It's no secret. San Diego is good. San Diego is going to be right there at the end. They're going to be challenging for the Rod Newman Cup just like they were last year. And, you know, they... Quite frankly, they're going to be hungry because in all reality, they should have been there last year. But to be able to play two teams in Baltimore and Milwaukee is huge for them because say they pick up a couple of losses during the course of the season, then you go play Baltimore and Milwaukee, you lose one of those games, potentially two, if not three. And I'm not saying I think this is going to happen, but I'm saying that that makes a difference going from possibly two losses to maybe five or six. And with the division being the way that it is, that's huge because we all know that Monterey's going to be there at the end. We all know Monterey's going to challenge San Diego. We all know that Sonora is going to challenge San Diego. We all know that most likely Dallas is going, excuse me, not Dallas, Tacoma is going to challenge San Diego. So, and obviously there's Ontario as well. So, you know, I look at it like this. I look at it as the fact that you were adding the games with both Baltimore and Milwaukee, it's huge because again, you're, you're potentially going from maybe one or two losses on the season to possibly three, four, five, you know, it it could be a pretty significant number by the end of the season. Now, again, I'm not saying that's what I think is going to happen because, quite frankly, San Diego has a better squad than they did last year, which is absolutely crazy to say because, you know, San Diego was... Obviously, the cream of the crop of the league on paper last year. Obviously, the results did not go the way they wanted them to go. And and if you would have asked anybody, I think I myself, I can't speak for others, but I know I myself was absolutely shocked when I saw that San Diego had lost to Monterey. And if you think about it, you take away that one play, and it could have been a whole new ball game. 
Because let's say San Diego comes back. They win that game in overtime. Now you're looking at a San Diego-Milwaukee final. But now it's in San Diego. And I said that from the very beginning last year. I said it's going to be San Diego and Milwaukee in the final. And if it is in San Diego, San Diego is going to win because San Diego was virtually unbeatable at home last year. I mean, you take away the one bad bounce that really it comes down to a perfect shot that there was nothing Boris could have done. And we might be talking about a whole different championship game. But it didn't go that way. And so, again, that's what makes these games against both Milwaukee and Baltimore so intriguing. Because, first of all, not only is it a chance for San Diego to add more wins to their resume, but it's a chance on the other side for them to lose games. And on the other side, same goes for both Milwaukee and Baltimore. It, it, it could very much harm their records or it could help them. So that's the part of the schedule that I think is really intriguing. And I already told Christopher that I want to go down to San Diego when Milwaukee comes up there. I mean, I think we will, I will definitely be rooting for Milwaukee. I know, you know, Chris will definitely be rooting for San Diego, so that will be fun. But, you know, that's, like I said, that that really is the intriguing part for me is the fact that, you know, it can do so much for all three teams, really, when it comes to wins and losses. And if you have a team like Tacoma, who is battling for that playoff spot, or you have a team like Ontario, who is fighting for that playoff spot. That makes all the difference in the world. If San Diego can put those games all as Ws, I think it's a virtual lock that the playoffs go through San Diego. But if they have a five, six loss season, I think it's another story, but again, I, I don't think that happens. I think that, you know, again, San Diego has gotten, if anything, stronger from where they were last season, which is absolutely mind-boggling to me because they were pretty much the class of the league last year. But... It, it just goes to show you that this league is all about key moments. And, you know, San Diego's going to look at that key moment last season, overtime against Monterey. I, I said from the very beginning, I said, you know, 
as the season was going on, I said, eventually San Diego is going to have to stop relying on overtime. And lo and behold, that was their downfall at the end of last season. And what's really sad about that is San Diego had every right to be there going into the final. They had every right to be in the final. But again, this league is all about bounces, and Monterey got a good bounce. They took advantage of it and take nothing away from them. They got to where they were because they executed. I think you're going to see San Diego be a lot more disciplined than they were last year. I don't think you're going to see a many as many overtimes as we did last year with San Diego. And I also think you're going to see a better team on restarts, defending restarts, because that was the Achilles heel for San Diego. San Diego was a really scary team, except when it came to defending restarts. And so I think you're going to see Phil really focus on that this season and make sure that they don't put them, themselves in precarious situations when it comes to restarts because, let's face it, restarts are inevitable. They're going to happen, but you have to be able to defend them. And if San Diego can really focus on defending restarts and they can do it well, they're going to be scary because they have good goalkeeping, they have good defense, they have good goal scoring capabilities. They're scary on every side of the ball. So if they can put all that together, they are going to be a very, very heavy favorite going into this season. But again, you look at the schedule and the fact that they play Baltimore and Milwaukee, it makes a huge difference because it could be that the playoffs go through San Diego and it could be that San Diego is someone that looks beatable depending on what their record says. But that's it for me, guys. Again, I'm so happy that I'm back. And I thank you from the absolute bottom of my heart for giving me so much love and support during the course of my illness, as I told you before. It's going to take time. This is not going to be over for several months. But you know what? When I do have the good days, I'm going to bring you content. Um, I I would like to get back to the YouTube channel, but I think that's going to take a while. But in the meantime, I think I'm going to really focus on the podcast. And what I might do is I might not make videos for Coach's Corner, but I might make the podcast just to give you guys 
some content when it comes to that. It just might have to be transitioned over to only podcasts because that way I can just use my voice on that, at least until I get better. But thank you guys so much for all of the love and support. Um, if you want to know more about the MASL, please visit their website. You can also find every link to every one of your favorite teams. And if you want to join um, MASL off the wall Facebook group, please do so. We have a great time. We have great people in that group. And next week we will be previewing the last two teams in the Eastern Conference, which is Rochester and Florida. Thank you guys. I love you guys so much. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye, guys. Thank you so much.